Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. WRKS Pickens Jackson. It's all coming back. From the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. And there it comes again. Mississippi's number one sports talk show. The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds Radio app. And on your radio. At ESPN 105.9. What is that? What is that? The Soul. And good morning. Welcome in. We're live from FS1 Concepts on Flowwood Drive in Pearl, Mississippi. And first in food service, they work with restaurants, schools, cafeterias, businesses, deer camps. And don't forget, they've got you the home chef right here in the showroom. Cookware, cutlery, barware, and PK grills. Also, commercial ice makers for the home and deer camp, powered by FS1 Concepts, Flowwood Drive in Pearl. Small Business Saturday, this Saturday, Small Business Saturday at FS1 Concepts in Pearl. 15% off equipment, 25% off small wares, in-store only. Now, don't forget this. You can come in here Monday through Friday, okay, but they've got... Obviously, we got the holidays, and they're doing a special, and you can get um, a discount on the equipment at 15% off and the small wares at 25% off. Thermaloy. How about that? Thermaloy cookware, which is big-time quality. And the uh, Victronics cutlery. I mean, look at this. Cast iron all around me. PK grills powered by FS1 Concepts. We are the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Golden Egg Game, Ole Miss at Mississippi State Thursday night. And, uh, Jason, do you want to go ahead and give a prediction, or how do you feel about it? So I've been saying this for the past, actually since Ole Miss played LSU, and my state friends were like, oh, it's the Egg Bowl is going to be a blowout. I've been saying this game is going to be closer than people think. The, the line's been dropping. It opened up at 13.5. It's down to 10.5 Ole Miss. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. I there's I say I, I thought there was a greater chance of State covering at 13.5. I still think that they might cover at 10.5. I could still see it being like a, say, 31-21 game or something like that. But I, I actually do think it's going to be closer than people think. Okay. I think you're sandbagging. Um, if this old Miss team and Lane Kiffin can't absolutely blow out a team that has their second interim coach in less than 12 months and has played poorly all year and their defense is atrocious and Ole Miss. So the Ole Miss offensive scoring efficiency is 75 spots better than the Mississippi State defensive scoring efficiency. Wow. 
Yeah, but who okay. is, who is Ole Miss now, blown out? Now the flip side is the Ole Miss defense has a top fifty. They're top fifty in defensive scoring efficiency. All right, they're in the forties. And Mississippi State's offense is thirty where thirty some odd spots behind the uh, Ole Miss defensive scoring efficiency. So now, last year, when people say anything can happen, they're wrong. Here's the deal. <laughs> Last year, the two teams mirrored each other in offense, offensive scoring efficiency and defensive scoring efficiency. Okay? I mean, it was, it was within 10 spots either way. Last year. Ole Miss had a better offense. Mississippi State had a better defense. And then the other two units, you know, were a push. And... So last year you you got a twenty I don't remember what the score was twenty three twenty one twenty two twenty twenty two twenty okay so you had that game there was a lot of back and forth um, neither team played real well it was kind of a sloppy game um, but a win's a win and Mississippi State think about it Kiffin would be going for four in a row but he's not because. Leach and the team were able to prevail on Ole Miss's field. Now, and, and by the way, uh, Kiffin and Golding, they rank in the, uh, in the top four as far as coordinator duos um, in the SEC. Uh, Mississippi State's coordinator duos um, are tied for last with Vandy. So the, it's a coaching mismatch, it's a talent mismatch, and of course Kiffin's been a head coach for a long time, Golding's been a D.C. for a long time, and there you go. It would have to be insane for Mississippi State to make this. I mean, it would have to be crazy. Uh, I, I don't and know. I, don't, I mean, there's so many, there's like fans, you know, kind of draw up these scenarios of what could happen. That And, and you know, it's kind of like uh, Madden. You know, people play Madden and think that they could be a head coach. Yeah, of course. Same deal. <laughs> Same deal. Uh, I'm, but, so, I mean, look at who Ole Miss has played and look who they blew out. The only blowout is Vanderbilt, and it was 26-7 to going into the fourth quarter. Like, Judkins put it away with nine minutes left in the fourth quarter, but there was no SEC blowouts this year. Arkansas's bad. Auburn's not great. I mean, so that's why I don't think that it's going to be just like a, a smacking. You know, because Ole Miss hasn't shown that against an SEC team. But you were also facing head coaches. Mm. And, um, you know, Pittman's almost 500 at Arkansas. Um, you mentioned, um, well, Vanderbilt doesn't count. So, uh, Auburn, well, you pulled away in the end. Um, but Freeze is a legitimate head coach. So, those are those are things that I, and, you know, A&M, um, Bobby Petrino, and DJ Durkin are good coordinators. This is totally different. Greg Knox is not a head coach. Barbe, first year on the job, and Matt Brock ha- has been a disaster as a defensive coordinator at Mississippi State. We are the out of and people keep blaming the offense. I'm like, what world? Mississippi State loves to take up for their their defense and, and defensive coordinator. We are the out of bounds show. 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Whoa, we're brought to you by Kessler. Let's try that again. All right. We're brought to you by Kessler Prime and the Renaissance. 
And let's go with the New York Strip Medium Rare and a Tito's Vodka Martini with three blue cheese olives, KesslerPrime.com, to make a reservation. KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. Jason, do we have time to do the C Spire Connerly Watch? Let's do it. All right. Well, let's rock and roll. It's time for the Ceasefire Connerly Trophy Watch List. And it's all right here, right now on the Out of Bounds Show on ESPN 105.9 The Zone. And we'll start with Ole Miss. Ceasefire Connerly Watch, which will be awarded a week from today at the Country Club of Jackson. Ole Miss, Jackson Dart quarterback, 24 31, 310, three TDs. Mississippi State, Will Rogers, quarterback. 12 of 27 for 144 and two TDs, and nine drops by his wide receivers. Jackson State, uh, Fabian McCrary, wide receiver. Six catches, 109, two TDs. That was fantastic. I mean, that's a big time uh, day for Fabian. Let's see. Alcorn State, Aaron Allen, quarterback, 16 of 24, 225, three TDs. Southern Miss, Jacarius Caston, wide receiver, two catches, 88 yards, one TD. Mississippi Valley State, um, Carrick Ross, wide receiver, three catches, 94 yards and a touchdown. Congratulations to Carrick. Uh, Bellhaven, I feel like Colby Blunt has been on here every single week. Uh, Bellhaven, Colby Blunt, running back, 18 carries, 69 yards on the ground. And Delta State, Patrick Shagag, quarterback, 19 of 25, 318, and six TDs in a win over West Florida. Uh, Patrick Shagag has 31 touchdown passes and two picks. He should be the 2023 C Spire. Connerly. Award winner. Is it even close? Mike Detillier at 8.30 on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Uh, I got to give a shout out to the Mississippi State University Golf course and golf shop if you're up in startville this a lot of you are going to be up in startville this weekend and uh check out all the merch that they have good looking stuff men's apparel ladies apparel caps golf bags accessories uh you can go to golfshop.msstate.edu and that is the and go ahead and book a tea time mississippi state university golf course uh my son's played there several times this semester and he loves it uh, he goes back and forth between a few of them and he's got a, a golf group there 
that uh, I, don't, I can't remember. I think they play on Thursdays. But uh, the Mississippi State University golf course. But don't forget about the cool, cool merch that they have. And, I mean, it is good-looking stuff. Pullovers, um, hats, golf accessories, uh, M over S, state script, um, M state, uh, interlocking. They've got it all at the Mississippi State University Golf Course uh, there in Starville, Mississippi. It's about three minutes from campus. And, you know, when you have a turf grass program, and it's a top five turf grass program in the country, uh, you've got guys, uh, men and women, who uh, manage maintenance golf courses, um, the best of the best all over the country, and they've been all over the world. Uh, you know that that golf course is pristine at the Mississippi State University Golf Course, and they have great-looking merch for Christmas presents. Good morning. Welcome in. Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Some people, Some of our listeners wanted to hear Jackie Sherrill again talking about the Golden Egg game. And um, somebody questioned what I was kind of trying to say. Yeah, so Cheryl's first year was the first year that the game moved back on campus. And it was down here forever, and it worked to a certain extent, but you needed to get people in Oxford and Starville. It's just the way it is. Um, And recruits, right? Recruits for uh, Lane Kiffin and whoever the next coach is at Mississippi State – you host them on home game weekends. And you don't host recruits at a neutral site, right? So um, Cheryl, the driving force, he got it and made it happen and definitely changed the complexity and the uh, grit and the bite. He changed the rivalry because Ole Miss dominated it. Um, you know, obviously, um, Johnny Vault was like 24-2. and two. And that's that's the swing in the rivalry. Since 91, dead heat. Since it moved to campus and since Cheryl was hired. This is Jackie Cheryl talking about moving the rivalry game to campus. In the year, and certainly the LSU game was a, a must game for us. It was a must game to have a winning season, a must game to, us, to put us in position to go to the bowl game. But the Mississippi game was far uh, the most important to our players. Our players uh, felt like uh, you know that game uh, was very important. That game meant an awful lot. And the thing that certainly helped us is having that game on campus. The students, the fans, our crowd in the stadium, the atmosphere on campus uh, was tremendous. And it exemplified what college football is really uh, here for. And, you know, before the game, and, and, and Billy said, you know, this, you did the right thing of bringing the, the game to campus, looking in the stands. And I think that there's no question that, you know, the statement was made because our people stayed there throughout the game and at the end of the game, and they celebrated because they had a part in us winning and had a part in bringing the egg uh, trophy or uh, bowl trophy back uh, to Mississippi State. What do you think, Jason? You agree? I mean, it, it makes sense if you win the trophy, you and you say it stays at it stays in Starkville, stays in Oxford, but you're in Jackson. It doesn't really, <laughs> you know, it doesn't make that much sense. And plus, there is more motion and just more, you know, money in both of the towns. I think it's oh, a way better idea. No question, 
No question. We're, uh, the audio today is brought to you by the Mississippi State University Golf Course. Um, they have the best MSU merch. They do. Uh, the golf course is beautiful. It's a great place to play. Uh, but they have the best merch in town at their pro shop. You can also go online, and that is golfshop.msstate.edu. Golfshop.msstate.edu. The best-looking merch that you can find in Startville as you're there over the uh, Thanksgiving and the game and the basketball game. On You know, the Thursday night game, it, it, it's 99% chance is not going to go your way. Now, the Friday basketball game, you could be really excited at 1 o'clock, especially after the way Josh Hubbard played last weekend and dropping 29 points on a what is projected to be an NCAA tournament team and in, in a Big Ten team in Northwestern. But the best merch... And our Jackie Sherrill audio today is brought to you by Mississippi State University Golf Course course, and golfshop.msstate.edu. So Jackie Sherrill was the driving force in moving it out of Veterans Memorial Stadium. Totally changed the rivalry, and it has become even more intense, more heated. Why? Because Ole Miss doesn't dominate anymore, right? I mean, you can't have a rivalry if it's, it's... you can't have the juice. You just can't. And uh, Cheryl comes in and starts to really put an emphasis on the rivalry and asks the question why they haven't been winning, which I won't go into that, but it, it was absurd what had happened in the past. And basically told, you know, the university and the team and the donors and alums to get their blank together. And since then, you're looking at 23 plus 9, 32 uh, golden eggs later. It's a dead heat. And 32 from now, it'll still be a dead heat uh, within a few games. Um, but never the, the Johnny Vault run that you saw from 47 to 71, um, in which that turned the table on the uh, pre-integration, in which that turned the table on the rivalry. But Jackie Sherrill comes in and goes, why are we doing this? And then Billy Brewer acknowledged later, you were right. We needed to move it on campus. And Brewer would win it the next year with the 11-play stand inside the uh, five-yard line. How about that? And that was after they called them uh, called each other names in the, uh, in the press. <laughs> but a lot of that was what? Showmanship. Of course. I, you know. Jackie and Billy uh, knew each other. Um, they were going to go at each other's throats while they were the coach, coaches here. And they would meet many, many times. Um, of course, Brewer had to step down because of NCAA, um, because of an NCAA investigation. Uh, but, man, they, they went to lunch, golfed, and all that stuff. So, And Brewer on the – you know, give Brewer credit. He, the one thing he did, he beat Mississippi State, he beat Bandy. He beat Tulane. He beat LaTeX. And he was able to go to four Independence Bowls doing so. He understood, playing for Johnny Vault, what the rivalry meant. And he went eight and three. He's the last four-game winning streak in it. I think. I think I have that right. Dan's got a three. All right. Cutcliffe won three in a row. Dan won three in a row. And... um. Cutcliffe won three in a row, two, three, and four, and got fired. Dan won three in a row, 
And uh, who was I missing? I guess that's it. Since Billy. Lane had a chance last year. But he's got a chance to go 3-1 uh, and one this Thursday night. Ten-and-a-half point favorite. Um, you can get it at 11, almost a two-touchdown favorite for, for Ole Miss. On, so think about that. That's on. Think about where they really think the line is. That's in Starkville, and it's ten and a half points. That's mm. that's a big, big number. We are the Out of Bounds Show. Uh, we're live from FS1 Concepts, and I want to thank Matt and Cody for hosting us. And we're having a good time here. Their showroom is beautiful. They've got uh, cookware, cutlery, PK grills, commercial ice makers for the home. All at FS1 Concepts on Flowwood Drive in Pearl. And they've got a big small business Saturday, uh, this Saturday. Mike Natillier coming up next on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. All right, it's Rivalry Week, as you know, and a lot of excitement around some of the games. We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, and we're live from FS1 Concepts on Flowood Drive in Pearl. FS1 Concepts on Flowood Drive in Pearl, and this is the place to be this Saturday um, as they will have a... Open House, Small Business Saturday, this Saturday, FS1 Concepts in Pearl uh, on Flowood Drive. We want to welcome in Mike Dettelier, WWL Radio TV, New Orleans, talking about rivalries. Here's some audio from Jim Harbaugh asked about his relationship with Ryan Day. Jim, this rivalry has always uh, been heated, of course. Um, it seems like there's always been a, a fairer level of respect between the coaches. Um, it's hard to determine what that is right now. What would you say is your respect level for Ryan Day and, and their staff? Um, it's, uh, it's all about our preparation for Ohio. Um, you know, the days, the minutes, the hours, everything leading up to this game. Um, you know, that's where our focus is. Preparing ourselves and planning, gonna practice and then execute. So uh, I mean, anything else is irrelevant. Um, you know, when you get into this kind of this kind of big game week. All right. So that was Jim Harbaugh. He didn't answer the question on, and you can tell he's uh, well. To say that he is upset at what has played out, and I think he believes and Michigan believes that Ohio State, among others, Ohio State drove this. Mike, uh, this has always been a heated rivalry between Ohio State and Michigan. Uh, I think it even more so now that Harbaugh grabbed a couple of wins, obviously, after Mich- uh, yeah, Michigan grabbed a couple of wins after Ohio State went on their run. Can uh, it, but it it hasn't matched some of the things in the in the South and in the SEC. But I think it has uh, gone up several notches. How do you see Ohio State, and Michigan this weekend? Well, there's no question about it. And I'm old enough to remember 
Woody Hayes going up against Bo Schimbeckler. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was mutual respect, but dislike for one another. All in the same manner. <laughs> um, I, I, I always felt Michigan was the better team all year. All year long. Uh, so we'll see how it plays out. Not having Harbaugh on the sidelines. Listen, it, it does matter on game day to have that guy there. And, man, can you imagine if Ohio State loses again and you lose to an interim head coach on the sideline? Man, the one thing with Ryan Day, he's had great success at Ohio State. But the last couple of years, he's lost to Michigan. They lose to Michigan this year with Harbaugh not on the sideline. And is he going to catch heat uh, from his own people? Good point. Uh, I like Michigan in this game. Uh, I I think that there's they have not particularly played well on offense the last couple of weeks. Uh, defensively, they they are a good football team. But, you know, uh, they've got to be able to throw the football better. Uh, I think they've become really ultra-conservative with J.J. McCarthy, who I think is a pretty good player uh, at quarterback. Uh, with Ohio State, they got to get Marvin Harrison Jr. much more involved in their offense. Uh, You've got that type of talent uh, at wide receiver. You've got to get him the ball more. And there's been games, Bo, he hasn't caught uh, – he's caught less than like 40 yards of receiving yards. He's a career talent. I How mean a career talent. I, I, I don't get it. I, I, I really don't. What are you doing? Saving him uh, for the NFL? Uh, it, it, it's head-scratching sometimes. When you have that type of talent, you don't use it to the fullest. Uh, I expect this to be a really close game, but you know what? Until Ohio State proves me wrong, I'm going to go with Michigan here. Okay. So even without Harbaugh on the sideline, Mike Detillier, WWL Radio TV New Orleans, he's going with – now it's in Ann Arbor um, – and as Mike said, Michigan's defense is something else. I think they're going to want to shorten the game. I think Mike agrees. Uh, they want to play good defense. They want to pound the rock and hope to get a little bit of a lead and put some pressure on Ohio State, maybe get a turnover somehow, some way. Is that what you're thinking, Mike D? I would not be surprised to see Michigan. Uh, I know they're going to run the ball, but open it up for McCarthy because if you remember the last couple of years, it's been they've hit big plays in the passing game against Ohio State. In this game, there is a little bit of a blueprint for that. And uh, I, I get playing small ball, and it that's hardball, you know, because that goes back basically to his mentor and, and Bo Schimbeckler. <laughs> but you got to hit some big plays in the passing game against Ohio State defensively. Uh, they can get a pass rush on you. They're very good there. Man, they get after you. But, man, Michigan is loaded. <clears throat> this team may have more NFL players 
today than I have ever seen at Michigan. That's how much NFL talent is there today. Wow. Wow. Um, Mike D. on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Uh, Mike, Mississippi State, you know where they are. Uh, Leach passed away. They had to name Zach Arnett uh, on the fly. That didn't work out. Fired him two weeks ago. Now they've got another interim coach in Greg Knox. They're a 10.5-point um, underdog. Lane Train and Ole Miss have looked pretty darn good this year. Uh, handicap this one for me um, this week with Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Way too much firepower with Ole Miss. Just way too much uh, for Mississippi State. Um, <laughs> I've seen it enough times this year. And Ole Miss can hit you a bunch of different ways, not only through the passing game, but they run the ball so well. It's the, one of the most underrated parts of Lane Kiffin's offense, of how well they run the football. And, you know, they sort of pound you and pound you, and then all of a sudden they hit, you know, they hit the deep pass. Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure about the health of Jackson Dart, you know, how healthy he is. I'm sure that he will play. But he's sort of been banged up the last couple of weeks. But I like Ole Miss and Big here. I just think their offense is so explosive. They can hit you a couple of different ways. And the one thing with Lane, it gets under his skin a little bit of how it was uh, last year and how it ended. Um, <clears throat> I think Ole Miss wins, and they win by more than two touchdowns. I agree. Mike Dettelier, WWL Radio TV, New Orleans. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. What do you think now with Florida State and Florida? Florida's playing – I mean, they're they're not good on defense, but they're off – well, they lost their quarterback too. Although their backup looked like he's got some skills, but it may not be until until next year. But with Florida State losing Jordan Travis, do you give the Gators a shot against the Seminoles, Mike? No. Florida, watching Florida, and we broke down the tape. Uh, their defense is so bad. Good it gracious. Uh, their secondary, you know, because at one time that was a big uh, debate. DB, that DBU, LSU, and Florida. <clears throat> they were putting out defensive backs two and three a year uh, for a number of years. And that it's no longer the case of that for either one of the two schools, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, LSU's defense is bad, but Florida's defense is bad, too. They can't stop the run, <clears throat> and they give up a ton of plays in the passing game. So I think Florida State wins this and wins it going away without Jordan Travis. I mean, I've watched that defense both. They can't cover. They don't tackle well in space. They take bad angles to the football uh, when the ball carrier has it in his hands. They do. They're not very good. That has been the big change at Florida. Uh, offensively, they can run the ball extremely well. Uh, got a couple of Louisiana young men there that are in the backfield. And, uh, you know, Mertz has been efficient when he was healthy. Uh especially in the short intermediate game. 
and they put up some points. But, you know, they, it's a track meet every week uh, because, yeah, they can score 30 points, but they give up 40. And with the firepower Florida State has, they can't match that at all. And this is as bad a defense at Florida as I've seen in, in a long time. I mean, looking at the, that defense and looking at those shoes, it's amazing of how they, they have some similarities to it. LSU, I think, has more talent on defense. They don't play well, but they got no. more talent. Florida is really bad on defense, and they've given so much yardage uh, via the air, but they can't stop the run either. Um, man, will you think about all the talent in the state of Florida, and this is what you're seeing on defense? Man, Billy Napier is catching some big-time heat, and I mean big-time uh, for what you know he's put out on the field the last couple of years. Uh, Mike Dettelier on the Out of Bounds Show. Mike D on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Do you uh, you think they'll give Napier another year? Yeah, I, I think he's going to have to make massive changes on his coaching staff. But I think he survives another year. Uh, Billy's a sharp guy. I, I'm not sure about the fit. And, and I thought about that when he took the job. Of how well he would fit in Gainesville. Uh, I'm not sure about that. Um, how well he fits there. But, you know, he's come up with a real strong recruiting class. Uh, leading up until early December for signing date. He's come up with a really good class. But, man, are you going to lean on that? Uh, because you're playing a lot of young players now. Are you going to do that again in 2024? You're setting yourself up to get pink slip. You know, um, it, it's great to have the young players. But, They've got to be able to hit on some key transfer kids uh, on defense and and also on offense <clears throat> along the offensive line uh, to make it work there. And, you know, just think a few years back, it was Georgia-Florida fighting for the East. They're not in the same area code, <laughs> much less the same country as Georgia today. All right, let's move to uh, Sam Pittman. Are, were you surprised with the announcement out of Arkansas that they're going to give him another year? No, not really. Uh, I think there had been some rumblings, but I always felt Sam would survive. Uh, he's he's in very strongly with people who signed the checks, you know, to, <laughs> to Arkansas. And so I always felt they would give him another year. But um, I, I didn't understand the offensive scheme uh, and what they tried to do with K.J. Jefferson this year. Because uh, i got a lot of respect for K.J. I think he's a really good quarterback. But I, I didn't get what they were trying to do with him. They, they were trying to reinvent the wheel with, with Jefferson. <clears throat> and so it, it's similar here to what Matt House was trying to do with Harold Perkins. 
I mean, you know what he can do well. <clears throat> Why are you trying to change it around? It was a bad hire offensively for Pittman. But you can change that. And Sam's a good recruiter. Uh, they weren't as physical up front along the offensive-defensive line. That had been a staple for Pittman. Well, when you got in a game against Arkansas, you win for a fist fight up front. Offensive mm-hmm. line, defensive line. It wasn't necessarily the case this year. Yeah. But it didn't surprise me that Sam gets another year. But if anything close to this happens next year, he won't get another. He understands he's on the hottest of seats for 2024. Yeah, I mean, so him and Napier are in similar situations. They are. So is Shane Beamer. Uh, Mike Dettelier on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Mike D., what do you think about the Missouri-Arkansas game? It's seven and a half points. Could all right? So Ole Miss fans want Missouri to lose, which I very much understand, so that they can go to a New Year's Six bowl game. Um, do you think that Arkansas could upset Missouri this weekend? Seven and a half points. No, I've, I've watched Missouri. They've won a lot of close games. Um, man, they dynamic on offense. Really, really good there. They can spread the field out. They run the football well. Uh, but um, he got a really competent, smart, efficient quarterback, and he spreads the ball around. Defensively, they give up a lot of big plays. But can Arkansas get big plays on, on Missouri? I, I'm not real sure. That they can. And, uh, you know, I, I like Missouri in this game. I, I just haven't watched them all season long. They're a very well-coached football team. And, man, they, they've got some pieces on offense that scared the bejesus out of you. Uh, because they spread you out. They've got a star wide out, a really strong running game, and a very good quarterback. And their offensive line play is underrated. Uh, I I think that they do a good job protecting them and opening up holes for the running game. Um, They would have to help Arkansas, in essence, turnover-wise, for the Hawks to to pull up an upset. I, I like Missouri here. All right, Mike Mike D. Mike Dettelier on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line, WWL Radio TV New Orleans. All right, let's go to A&M and LSU in Baton Rouge. 11 and a half. Will the LSU Tigers cover this weekend? Man, these two teams don't like one another. They hate one another. <laughs> and this goes back a few years. Um, the thing I don't know is how mentally sharp will A&M be for this game? Man, that, that's, they've been caught in the swirl of the tornado uh, with a lot of things off the field, with Jimbo and everything else. How will they react to that? LSU got embarrassed last year by AM. Uh, and A-Chan is still running the football. They could not stop him. <clears throat> One of the funniest stories of, I, I do LSU pregame, but, uh, they asked me to do A&M pregame, give a preview. And 
the um, play-by-play announcer for A&M tells me, I doubt seriously A-Chan's going to play in this game. And, okay, he comes out, and I don't know what medicine they gave him, but he was a one-man wrecking crew (laughs) against LSU last year. He was unbelievable running the football. They've gotten away from that. Uh, uh, running the football. They can't protect their quarterback. They've got two of them that's been knocked out uh, so far. They're not really good along the offensive line. They've got terrific receivers, outstanding wideouts. But they got to give them the football some kind of way. Defensively, through everything, they have played pretty well. And their strength is up front along that defensive line. But LSU's strong point, and I think it's underrated, offensive line play. So I like LSU in this game. The point spread seems about right in that 10 to 11 range. And and Brian Kelly's going to want to showcase Jade Daniels big time. So uh, if LSU gets a leg up, they're going to not let the foot off the accelerator. They're going to want to put as many points as they can on Texas A&M. Um, not so much Alabama the last two years, but who has really recruited Louisiana strong? And in many areas, A&M. So Brian Kelly knows that, that part of it. Matter of fact, the top defensive lineman in the state of Louisiana is going to Texas A&M. He's verbally committed there. I, I would guess that that's still in question, depending on the head coach. But sure. they have recruited Louisiana, um, I guess, stronger than even Alabama has the last two years. And so there's a lot of, at stake in this game. But I, I like I think the Tigers, and probably a 10-point win over A&M. Uh, but what I don't know is the mental focus of the Aggies entering this game. And that anytime you make a coaching change late and there's not the guy there, you wonder a little bit about how your football team reacts. Uh, Mike, Mike Dettelier on the Out of Bounds Show. I've got one minute, Mike. Out of the names that you've heard rumored for Mississippi State's job, who do you think they should hire? I, I want an off. Um, I'm sure that there are probably three or four guys that will be really interested. The Southeast Conference job. Now you do have to split the state with Ole Miss, but Darrell, that's a lot of talent in Mississippi, and bridging over into Louisiana and uh, Alabama, Tennessee. I mean, you close with all of that. I would get me an offensive-minded coach. Uh, I don't think that's even a question mark at this stage because I think the Southern talent that you're getting today uh, bridges in that direction. And I want someone with experience as a head coach. It is tough to take a job in the SEC if you've never been a head coach. You know, you could be a top assistant. That's great. And Kirby Smart, you know, did it at Georgia. 
but it is really going to be difficult. Don't have experience as a head coach because look who you are recruiting against. Okay, what you're going to have to do, give a business card uh, to the parents to explain to them who you are. You got to go out and get a guy with some um, experience Cache. and a very strong resume yeah. to come in. I think Mississippi State can do that. But it's picking the right guy, the right fit. Just like Florida thought they had the right guy with Billy Napier. I, I And I think Billy's a really good coach. I'm not Mike really D. sure how to fit. Happy Thanksgiving, my man. Be good. Thanks We're live so from Mo. FS1 Concepts. Flowwood Drive in Pearl, hour number three. Coming up, FS1 Concepts. We'll tell you more on the other side.